stone there. I hit the ground running when I'm invading your country. Instill with honor and discipline. Throw my guns like onyx, dressed in camo. With in processing manufacturing. Like I got you today, and I got Giddy coming in tomorrow. Hey, I was actually <laughs> gonna say when you mentioned you were in Oklahoma City, I was yeah. gonna be like, you gotta look up my boy Giddy up. No, Giddy, my boy. I got him on speed. I got I got him on speed dial. He's coming over tomorrow to do another to do a show about live. That's rodding. fantastic, man. Yeah. I love that guy. You know, he gave me my first hit of live resin. Giddy. Yeah, yeah, in Denver, Colorado. We met actually way back when I was pretty early in my cannabis career. And then we just kept running into each other. He was on Bong Appetit, of course. He said he was on there. Yeah, he said he was yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah, I think it was the Christmas episode. Um, and just like my boy, man, like when I first came to L.A., uh, you know, I, I crashed on his couch. We, we hung out. It, right. Like it, he's just a really sweet guy. And now he's like a family man. Yeah, he is. He, uh, he just I had a little boy. Yeah, yeah, he, just yeah. Had, he just had a little boy just not too long ago. It's been a while since COVID and stuff. We've been all, yeah. you know, quarantining and shit and just staying away. But tomorrow's yeah. like, why don't you bring the wife and the kid over, dude? It's been a minute. We ain't seen each other in like over a year. That's bring so nice, over, man. Yeah. So I got, he's like, hey, tell, tell him I said, what's up? I said, I'll let him know you said what's yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And tell that's him my I said boy, what's up, dude. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Boy, dude. We know each boy. other a long time. I owe him yeah. a call, actually. We got to catch up because he hasn't been to California in a minute either. Hell no. Think. He's like, I don't try to go back to California, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So this is better out there. Dude, this is the crazy thing is he's right, man. Like, it's running a cannabis business. So, okay, look, I'm not. I'm not a guy in the industry, really. Right. right, like, I'm, right. I'm very I'm very in touch with the industry. Right. A lot of people who participate in the industry are my friends. You know, these right. are the people that I chill with and, you know, go to right, events right, right. with or whatever. But, you know, I myself am, am really an observer. Right. I don't really mm. I, I certainly do like, you know, endorsement shit or whatever. You know, like I, right, I, right. I do business that way. You're the but, face, though. You're the face of cannabis. People know you. Oh, that's, like, that's, very sweet. that's the that's the host of Bong Appetit. I've been telling people, I said, I got the host of Bong Appetit. They're like, get the fuck out of here. How'd you get him on the show? I was like, <laughs> I just messaged nice. him. I was like, let me just message and see if he'll even respond. You know, you that's know? very nice, man, because, you know, it's like I, I certainly I'm very proud of my contributions to cannabis. Right. I, I also recognize that, you know, like, uh, as far as my, you know, like peak visibility was probably a couple years ago, you know, and, and that's totally fine with me because it happened at a crucial time where I feel like people needed that piece of media in that moment to show people around them, oh, look, cannabis is normal. And now, you know, thanks to that and a hundred thousand other, you know, uh, elements, you know, like countless cannabis heads uh, and their efforts to create media around this stuff, you know, I'm just glad I, I was able to take part in that push you know uh right, and right. really get the like move the needle nationally towards cannabis acceptance that's always been my mission and you know it's like this is the group i want to be a part of is you know the people like yourself you know look a lot of people might not realize the veterans issues around cannabis right or veterans issues in general uh you know when it comes to uh, medical care so you're doing a great thing by giving that perspective no, and absolutely. That's that's my goal is to help. That's the, that's my biggest thing is advocating and allowing brothers, allowing veterans to understand the medicinal benefits, right? Of, of knowing how to get off the pharmaceuticals that the VA keeps pounding down their throats. Like my wife came in the other day. Like I got my meds. I went to the VA. I did my annual visit, and I I got a bag in the mail. I was, it was on my front porch. There was a bag on yeah. my front, a big freaking bag, like an eight by twelve bag. Mm. and it's full of meds and i'm like what the? i opened it up and i said which ones are these the doctor did not say anything about putting me on new medicine mm. you know and i was like i don't even know what all and then and then the other day i got a cream in and i was like let me see what the side effects of this one is they say if you use this cream <clears throat> if you use this cream an apple amount of time I, i'm guessing it's for sore joints and stuff or something i don't know it's saying cause a heart attack. And I'm like, are you yeah, kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You your dick falls off, right? Like, that's like, that's a great, they're like, your headache will go away, but your dick's going to fall off. It's like the, the trade off of the side effect is so crazy to me. I'm like, let's let me smoke a blunt. I just want to smoke yeah. a blunt. Honestly, I just want to smoke a blunt. Just let me, and I already, I already told my wife, so I work for the Air Force here. I work for the Air Force base here in Oklahoma City. And, um, they put me in for a top secret clearance and I was like, I don't, I'm not required to have a top secret clearance. It's not one of my, it's not a requirement. There's no programs I touch that require me to have a top secret clearance. They said, well, there's a program in your office that you're going to, that, that's going to be around you. I said, so I won't touch it. 
right? I already got my secret clearance. I'm good. I don't, I don't need it, you know? Mm-hmm. And they put me in, and one of the last questions in your top secret clearance, they said, do you use cannabis? I said, what do you, or do you use an illegal substance? I said, what do you classify as an illegal substance? They said, mm-hmm. well, cannabis. I said, well, in the state of Oklahoma, it's not legal, and I'm a resident yeah. of Oklahoma. You know, I'm a resident of Oklahoma. I'm not mm-hmm. illegal. I use a legal substance. And it was a big whole ordeal. And Ah, they they bullshit. came back and now they said now my punishment is to drug test twice a month for the next two years. I'm on the last year and I'm like, so you haven't been smoking? You can't I haven't smoke right now? In a year and a half, I've been sober for Brother. a year and a half. Yo, but I've been I using. So sorry, man. <laughs> it sucks, dude. But I've been using psilocybin. I've been trying. I've been coming around to psilocybin, learning Fuck, yeah. learning the ins and outs of psilocybin and trying to use that to help cope with not having cannabis. You know, and I'm like, and and so when do you get to smoke again? So I got an interview for a job next week with the whole new department. If I get into that, if I get that job, then I can smoke again. And I said, uh, the show, I said, the show will be a whole lot better when I can smoke again. <laughs> you know yeah, man, it, it's, it's crazy to me because like, you know, I, I don't understand why employers, you know, whether it's a private employer or, you know, anything related to government, like encourage their workers to like smoke a blunt, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's like you know they're encouraging them to drink by banning them from using cannabis, right? right because, like you can only use legal substances. There's only one. Let's be honest. It's right. alcohol. It's available <laughs> everywhere, everywhere all the time for the littlest cost, right? And then pushing you towards that. I, you know, look. I, I'm sure that people have varying opinions on this, but I think cannabis makes you a more productive worker. Whether you're the it type does. of person who smokes while you work. Or if this is what you use to blow off steam instead of drinking, right? Yeah. Um, I just think it makes for, uh, you know, a, a more balanced life. So no, it at does. some point people realize it and they'll and they'll be like, did you know that back in the day they used to stop soldiers from smoking <laughs> weed, the people who need it the most and will right? we'll think it's crazy. You know? No, absolutely. And no, that's what I try to tell people. I said, dude, dude, I would I would literally go and smoke a blunt before work so I could focus on my job. Yes. I said it would allow it would allow me to focus on my job. I wouldn't have to, I wouldn't worry about the pain that I'm dealing with. I wouldn't worry about mental health. I wouldn't worry about if appeals were getting paid. I'd be able to go in and I focus on my job that I had to do that day, you know. Yeah. And I said a lot of people don't understand that. I said when I was in the gym, I used to go to the gym twice a day every day for freaking six days a week. Oh, wow. And. I would smoke before I went in the gym and lifted. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people are like, what? What? I say, can you smoke weed? Can you overindulge in weed? I was like, yeah, same as fucking drinking. Yeah, you fall asleep. You're going to fall asleep and wake up feeling even better. You're going to wake up even better, you know? And the working out thing is is very true, man. We did an episode of Buying Appetit with these, uh, you know, like former NFL athletes. So Evan Britton is like, you know, was one of the dudes. I forget the, the, the other two dudes' names, of course, because I'm very high right now. But Evan <laughs> is, is, does his own podcast and shit. Uh, and, you know, he was like, I take dabs and then I work out. If you look at this dude, he's like a fucking Greek god, you know? And you're like, this guy knows what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right, right. in that, and he was like, you know, it's it's all about the, doing those things in, conjunct- in conjunction. A lot of times when I will take a walk, so I'm out here in Palm Springs, right? If I go out and take a walk, like I'll take a dab first and then go take my walk. Your walk becomes awesome. Awesome. And why I gotta explain this to motherfuckers? It, it sucks, dude. It sucks, and that's that, and that's why that's why I like that's why I like doing this. Like I tell you, I like doing the show. I like bringing people on who are advocating or who who truly understand the medicinal benefits of cannabis. I said it's a fu- it's a damn plant, dude. It's a plant. You're telling me yeah. I can't smoke a plant. Like seriously, like there's uh-huh. nothing you're you're cali- you're putting in the same category as crack cocaine and heroin. Like seriously, dude. Like that's what I've been saying. <laughs> you know, man. And that's the biggest <laughs> that's the biggest struggle I have. I'm like, this is ridiculous, dude. I tried reaching out to your boy Rye too. I was like, I like I gotta bring Rye on the show. Oh, okay, I I can hit him up for you and then yeah, see, no, I, he I, has a kid too. He's got a, he's he's a family man, so I know his uh. He definitely. So, yeah, Rye is the coolest, man. We really had a good time. We did not know each other personally before we started doing the show together, but I had heard of him for sure. And I, I yeah, think yeah, you yeah. Know, he had heard of me. And, you know, we met up you know, at the house. We were like, oh, you're going to be living with this guy, you know. And of course, I was, you know, uh, when we were looking for a cannabis expert. He was my favorite choice. I was like, this right. fucking guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, at the house, you know, we started taking dabs together, smoking together, just like. Anytime the two of us were not on camera together, we were probably sitting around together, just fucking getting high, chopping it up. 
And Ryan listens to like, you know, uh, a lot of the same music as me. So oh, okay. You know, even better, like, even better. Yeah, like 90s hip hop, that type of shit. You know, MF Doom and uh, oh, yeah. uh, all that type of stuff. Jay Dilla, whatever, like that whole Mad Lib, that whole world of stuff. And, you know, and extended around that. He's an eclectic music listener. And, you know, it's like, I'm really into that shit. I DJed for a long time. I still, you know, music is a big part of my life. I I, mm -hmm. I always joke that like I'm actually just a failed musician. People think I'm a <laughs> successful canvas person. I'm just a failed musician, right? And like legit, look like like my 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 gear is around me. There's my drum kit. <laughs> There's my shit. Like I still I I recorded. No, last that's, night. that's the thing. That's the thing. People see you on TV and they're gonna think you're you're a successful person that you made a bunch of money and you know what I'm saying. And I was like, people need to understand and see it, dude. Like, nah, that's not how it works, dude. That's just yeah. Not, it, you, know, you know, that's actually interesting. You mentioned that. And I don't. I think it's something that I almost never really talk about on podcasts. Right. It's like what I actually do for a living day to day. And a lot of people don't realize it, but I've been a screenwriter for the past three years. Like oh, I, no I, I write scripts and shit. Nothing I've written has been made. I wrote some stuff, you know, for my character on high maintenance that mm. it, that ended up in the show. But it's like I don't have any written by credits, but I have been making a living as a screenwriter for oh, the past shit. like three, four years. Right. So oh, basically shit. what happened was after I left Vice, right, I came to L.A. with like a stack of pitches for weed documentary right, series, right, things right. like that. Cause I was like, that's what people will want from me. Right. right I'm right, the guy, right. my credential. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and who does it authentically. Right. 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 So I come to LA. Right. And I, I have like a, you know, agents and a manager at the time. Right. And I'm shopping around these shows. I'm like, Oh, I want to do this show about cannabis, that show about cannabis, you know, uh, no one wanted to even hear the pitches. I think people were still at the time, they were like, these are drug shows. And I was like, no, they're not. Look, I, I just did one. And, you know, people were talking about it, like, and yet I, I couldn't get any action on it. This was around when me and Beanstalk started Great Moments of Weed History. Uh -huh. I had left Vice, he had left High Times. And honestly, like having complete control over the thing, like is, I think that's the biggest blessing because right. like, you know, look, Bong Appetit got made because there was a like lack of oversight, literally like no one was looking, you know right. what I'm saying? So, right, so right. we just got to make the show. I think it just happened so fast. And like, you know, cause I, cause even I remember like, you know, when we were going into the, what was going to be the third season, right. But just right. before I quit, they were like, somebody told me like, yeah, but they're going to, you're going to be tightening shit up. So meaning like, you're not going to have carte blanche to just like have weed and do whatever the fuck you want all the time. What? And I was like, yo, Fuck that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and like it, it was the reason I left was was way more complicated than that. But, you know, and then when you when I when, when I saw the third season, what it looked like, you know, like, of course, I was rooting for it. You know, like I, right. I want my colleagues. I want, uh, you know, like cannabis media in general to succeed. Right. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, I'm so fucking glad I'm not on that show because it's right. like the pantry was like whittled down to shit and it was no just shit. like i mean that pantry yeah. every time you open that pantry i'm like oh, oh my so, god so I, I lived in the same house with that pantry for you know like different versions of it six i don't weeks, know how you still alive whatever. dude bro <laughs> I, I, I think it added five years to my life man. <laughs> no. I, would, I would go down every day and this you know, you want to know what people are going to hate is right. that i smoked tobacco at the time i quit smoking cigarettes thank god mashallah god, right. right right but <laughs> Uh, you know, at the time I still smoked tobacco and I smoked splits. So I would go downstairs uh, and I would take like the finest fucking live rosin and all this shit. And I would just slather it in a fucking paper and roll a spliff in that shit. Uh, smoke that shit, drink some chai. It was good times, man. But yeah, so like I was like saying. How did, they, they stocked that for you? They stocked that pantry for you? Jason Pinsky, uh, my uh, cannabis producer, who's still around. We like, you know, hadn't seen each other in a long, long time until very recently. Uh, but yeah, he's uh, he was the guy behind the uh, oh behind my gosh, the gosh, dude. Every time that yeah. opens, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, like yeah. to have all that at your disposal. Like, it's just there. You could just there was a lot of heat in there, man. But yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I'd even talk to him about like, OK, what's next? You know, and it like it just wasn't possible to sell a cannabis show at the time. And I, you know, I know like there was things like cooking on high or Netflix was doing these like knockoff oh, versions yeah, of yeah, Bong yeah, Appetit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I can't believe this is all that's out there. And it's like, and I guess nobody wants to hear my pitches. And in the meantime, me and Ben, the guy from High Maintenance, 
we randomly happened to sell a concept, uh, you know, for a movie script. And then we, we got into a multi-step deal, you know, for the script writing, which takes years, right. uh, you know, and your movie might never even come out, but <laughs> it's a living, you know, and, and right. I really love it. Look, it, it, underneath it all, I'm a writer, right? I started right. out writing. I was a journalist for a long time. I got into like more serious reporting. I did like blog type shit. I interviewed musicians. You know, I've always been a writer and, you know, the screenwriting format, the screenplay format really appealed to me. I was like, this is so fun because I'm also a TV addict and a film addict, but I always yeah. looked at it as like a viewer and not the person with the blueprint. And, right. you know, like at, at this point, so so basically we sold that. I've gotten, you know, subsequent work uh, in doing different stuff. Like I just, uh, I, I wrote a pilot that, you know, hopefully go somewhere you know what i mean uh but but it is like you know it's a fucking living and, and i love it and and i've learned to live more in the day to day you know like I, right. I sit here and like i love the process of writing a screenplay or writing a pilot i think it's just fun and i think you know when it when it comes out i'm like proud of the product and i'm like oh this is you know this is a beautiful thing the script itself the fuck right. if it ever gets made in anything, you know what I mean? The script to me is like, <laughs> thing, you know what I'm saying? So like, so that's my job. And then of course I do great moments in weed history. I do other shit. You know what I mean? Right. Like occasionally I'll like be a guest on a TV show or, you know, I'll, uh, whatever, do some random like branded shit here and there. Right. But other than that, like, yeah, I'm a screenwriter and nobody <laughs> realized that like, you know, like when I go to like a weed event, everybody and, Look, I love it, man. I'm so blessed, dude. Like, it's that the people who recognize me are stoners, my favorite people in the world. Right. If you're not a stoner, I'm just some fucking guy walking around. <laughs> but if you're right. a stoner, it's like it's like I have this, like, invisible flag on my head that only stoners can see. And it's such a blessing because, like, that's who I want to talk to in the world. Right, man. right. And that's right. such a good filter for people. You know what I mean? Right. It's like just yeah. only weed has talked to me. And, you know, like, I, I really love that and you know of course i i continue my work to you know to, to educate people about cannabis right right uh but i also gotta eat so i do screenwriting work you know and like maybe one day if something that i write comes out you know finally like the people who know me from the weed shit will be like oh that's what that fucking guy was doing that's yeah. what he's been doing right screenplays yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that that's, funny that's awesome that's awesome just the host of great greatest moments in weed history or yeah how, yeah. how do you would it would it be like that so you got the other you got another podcast you got another thing you do too the road show right Oh yeah, the, the the radio show. Yeah, so so that actually is honestly just like a personal journal of music. I'm doing that purely for the fun of it. Abdullah's radio show. It's on Spotify, made with mm -hmm. Anchor. It's like a music and talk show. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. Th the thing is, as soon as I heard that was possible, I was like, "Yo, I gotta fucking do that." That's been a dream <laughs> job of mine since I was a kid, you know. And I was like, "Oh, suddenly I can do it." Yeah, I just make I play whatever songs I want. Some like I listen to some music that people find completely abrasive and unlistenable like, what the fuck you is know this? what is he yeah yeah to? <laughs> and i'm like i want to play it's my fucking radio it's my radio show i'm gonna play what i want to play <laughs> right exactly. right and so now i'm taking this hit for you brother no i appreciate smoke. it brother absolutely what are you what are you smoking today Whew. i'm smoking a daytime blend which okay. is some oh this is all that's left but marshmallow og Mixed with this Binsky, I think this is Tangy or something Tangy related. I mean, you can see it. It even like looks hella sativa. -y, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. very like so anything gassy plus something citrusy. I grind it up, I mix it up, and oh, I yeah, pack yeah. this little box. Or I pack it. It's around. There are so many drugs around this table. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't, you, you can't see this, but this is my work table, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it is just littered with drugs and there's like a layer of ash just Everywhere. on it <laughs> no that's like me I, I, we're cleaning out our house we're getting ready to move we're building a new house and i'm cleaning oh. out my house and i went through my my nightstand i had a nightstand and i went through it and i was like i got two boxes of weed sitting they're all packed up full of weed and i'm like i'll be able to smoke you again i will i promise and I'll so I, what's the countdown clock look like it's, i got it's, november november this year 
<gasps> if I don't get this, if I don't I'm get this new me. job, if I don't get this new job, November this year. Okay, but if you get I'm, the new job soon, then I'm. I, I told the wife. I said, I was watching that blunt, that sushi blunt that you rolled on your oh, show. Oh yeah, Yo-ya. I was like, Chef <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna roll I'm a, a blunt. I'm gonna roll a blunt like that. And Dude, I'm that ahead. shit was crazy. You you want to hear some fucked up shit? So me and Bri, we smoked. You know, it's like we cut it in half. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then me and Bri smoked that one off of camera. And then the second one just sat there on the tray, bro. I swear to God, every boy I'll come down and look at it, and it just be sitting there like staring at me, like a little THC crystal in the middle, like a fucking yes. eyeball, like just like looking at me, and it's like, <laughs> and I was like, dude, that fucking thing is lethal. It is. Yeah. If you smoked it, because essentially while you were smoking all the weed and hash, right, and tobacco, uh, you there was like a bunch of the, the fish in the sushi blunt was THC crystals, <laughs> big fucking, and so essentially those were just getting vaporized as you smoke. So like you're smoking hash and weed and tobacco and vaping fucking THC crystals to the dome. <laughs> and, and like, look, me and Ryan are both heads, okay? Like, right. we, we can handle our shit, and we were both like, we were, we respect that joint. <laughs> Yo, Yo Takahashi, if you're in LA, you should go to Hamasaku. He did yeah. the sushi episode, mm. and he's so fucking cool. We wanted to do a sushi episode, and could not, I could not think of a cooler fucking cooler like, guy to like do a it, punk, right? Yeah, punk rock sushi chef. Such a badass. We that, that, I saw that, and I was like, oh my gosh. That oh, looks yeah, freak. I was like, that's one of those blunts that you just because my wife made a post on my on my Facebook page not too long ago, and she was like, "Have you ever been so high you asked God to make you unhigh?" <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, there was there was on, one on time. Silas Simon maybe once or twice, but yeah. that was really, yeah. No, there, there was I one remember, time. There was at one time. My 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 wife is my sponsor, and she she does a medicinal grade CBD and. The guy that she's a she's a she's one of his mass distributors of CBD and I was like every time I go around this guy he's a bad influence like I can mm. never smoke weed I I could smoke so much weed and I'm always so high like and there's this one event we went to it was an event at this hotel and um, his wife was there and she had some gummies these were little baby gummies little red mm. gummy bears and I was like we get that from I was like, oh a friend of mine from Colorado came down and he he made these are homemade. I said, like, let me get oh, one. And she, she gave me one. I said, I said, I said, how much, <laughs> I said, how much THC is in this? She's like, I don't know. Maybe like a hundred milligrams per gummy. And I was like, let me get one. She's like, you only need to eat half. I was like, fuck this. I'm a big guy. I can take one. Yeah. Took it to the dome, right? I took it to the dome. hundred milligrams. Ah, what's that going to do for me? Like an hour later, I said, like, I don't feel shit. Give me another one. So I popped another one. Ooh, yeah. I was like, oh good. shit. And then her husband, her husband, who's the owner of the, the CBD company here. He was like, let's go smoke some diamonds. I said, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. He, he showed me the clearest diamonds I've ever seen. I was like, oh. crazy talk. So we went out to the balcony and everybody's out there smoking. They got their bongs and shit. And I was like, I'm with this guy. And this guy's real popular. Like here in Oklahoma, he's one of these. He's the guy that actually legalized CBD in Oklahoma. So ah. he's one of these, a big wig guy. And he was like, let's go smoke. And I was like, every time I get around this dude, it never fails. We must have yeah, hit, yeah. hit this damn thing like five times. And I was like, I was so high. I was like, I, I threw oh, up in my yeah. shirt. I threw up in my shirt. And I was like, that's the edibles, man. That, that, <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, one time I was, uh, I was flying back to, to New York from San Francisco after, after this was barring appetite, the web series, right. That, yeah. that me and Bina stocked it. And so like, uh, we had done, shot with big Pete, right. From big Pete's treats, shout out big Pete's treats. Um, and, uh, you know, actually, I had chilled with Big Pete while they were setting up the shoot. We literally, I sat in the in the Pete's Treats warehouse with Big Pete, and we sat there and smoked. And it was one of the most look. I've sat and smoked with a lot of people while waiting right. for this shit set right. up. That right. was one of the most memorable conversations. I don't remember it, but I just remember that we like me and Big Pete chilling, having a good time. Anyway, he gives me a bag of hundred milligram cookies. Right now, I I had this bag, and it's like so. I was like gonna fly home, and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna eat. A couple of these. Oh, so I thought it was 100 milligrams in the whole bag, right? So I <laughs> ate like three of the cookies and threw them out throughout the, the, the rest. I didn't want This was back then. I didn't want right, to right, 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 right. So I go in, I go through whatever, right? I get on the plane. I'm sitting there in the plane. And finally, it's like, all right, here, we're taking off. 
the plane starts to go right and i literally i'm like i'm about to fucking yeah because i and i i like did the math i was like oh wait a minute was that i think i ate like maybe three or four hundred milligrams which is i can typically handle but combined right. with the airplane and the coffee right, and right, the right, right, right. it was just like not a good situation and i grabbed the barf bag from in front of me right and i just like grab it and put it to my mouth and the guy next to me now this is the beginning of a six hour flight the guy next to me just goes like ah oh, shit <laughs> <laughs> he's like i'm sitting next to this asshole we're taking off he's throwing up i'm gonna be next to this fucking guy for six hours right i like throw up in the bag right the the flight attendant comes and gives me another bag i like throw up like went to the bathroom threw up some more and then I came back and I sat down so high. I did not high feel as all fuck. Right. High as fuck. The nausea's gone. I thrown right. up and I, I'm now I'm just rocked of all the blood's <laughs> in my head. And I like must have been looked fucking crazy, right? <laughs> and I turn and look at the guy and I go, I'm not drunk. I'm not I ate too many edibles. <laughs> and the guy was like, Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got. You. And that was my thing I, because I had. That week, I had just read an article about throwing up from consuming too much THC, and I was yeah, like, yeah. "Your who body the fuck throws it. up." I was like, yeah, "Who the hell throws if, up, if dude?" You eat too many edibles, your body will reject it. I mean, just like anything. Look, <laughs> like anything else, of, right? Yeah, yeah. There's look. Every substance, if you, your body has a mechanism in it, you know, you know that if you eat too much fucking lettuce, right? It'll throw. It'll be like that's too much lettuce, and throw some <laughs> up, right? So like. Like whatever it is, uh, alcohol or mushrooms right. or weed right. or just food. Anything, I mean, right? Anything. Yeah, you yeah. Right? You overdo something, your body will react, and you know, like it'll go. It'll use its defenses. Well. No, yeah. hell yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh man, see, I just, <laughs> this is why I wanted to talk to you before we do this because I was like, we're gonna be on the phone for a minute. I already know. That's why. Oh, I was, are, are we not recording? Is this not? No, I haven't even it? started yet. I haven't even started yet. We just. Oh shit. It. <laughs> You know? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I told I, you. I, I thought we were laying it down. Let's get it going. You ready to go? Let's get it yeah, going. Yeah, then. Yeah. All right. All right. It's about just bullshit. This is why I do it, though. Just the bullshit. Yeah. Just to hang out and bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, what's up, guys? Son G here from the Stone Vet USMC. I'm super excited to be here today with you guys, man. This is just an amazing opportunity that I've been given today, man. Like I tell you guys, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me and supporting me to the fullest because without you guys, there's no reason to do this show. There's no reason for me to come on here and show you my ugly face and just bullshit with you guys on the patio furniture, right? That people give me crap about, right? I always try to give that ambience like we sitting together and we bullshitting for the day and that's just what it is, right? Nine year Marine Corps veteran, what other, what's the best way to hang out with your brother and sisters to hang out to your left and to your right and just feel like somebody's there with you? Like I tell you guys, if you guys don't listen, if you guys don't watch the video on YouTube, Put me in your ear while you work and you can hang out and just enjoy the camaraderie that we lost while serving our country, right? I appreciate you guys listening in to the number one Marine Corps podcast. If you're on the watching the video, you see my Warhammer proving I'm the number one Marine Corps podcast in the entire world, right? If you guys ain't listen if you guys are just listening, just imagine a gold Warhammer, right? It's exactly what I got sitting in front of me, man. I want to give a huge shout out to my sponsor, Rafa 180. So I can tell you guys on every episode, Rafa 180 provides the best medicinal grade CBD on the market, hands down. One of the biggest struggles we have is sleep. We already know that we, we, when we were serving, we didn't get a lot of sleep and we're able to function 20 plus hours a day with very little sleep. But now that we're out, we need the sleep. And one of the biggest struggles we have is the suicide rate in our, in our community is so high in regards to opioid addiction and just suicide in general right we lose about 57 brothers and sisters a day and as i shoot this show for you guys today we're losing a brother or sister because why you guys didn't share the content to let them know you're not alone if you struggle with sleep go check out rafa180.com when you pop up when you pull up the page they have a big banner that says sleep click the banner it's going to show you the sapphire and the night ops the night ops was created by an army veteran who served in afghanistan and iraq he created it to have the most bioavailability to be able to absorb in your bloodstream and provide natural minerals that we need because you guys know we eat like crap we go eat fast food and just eat crap we don't get our nutrients and minerals that we need every single day go check out rafa180.com you check out rafa180.com you got any questions message them they did get right back to you and when you check out with the stone vet usmc you get 15 percent off your entire purchase check out rafa180.com that's romeo alpha papa hotel alpha 180.com to get all your medicinal grade CBD needs, man. Also, you want some of the swag? You like that hoodie? 
this is a nice hoodie guys this ain't no cheap crap that you buy from walmart this is a nice thick hoodie and if you in oklahoma like me look even even my guest abdullah he's he's wearing a hoodie and it's sunny california out there where he's at he's wearing a hoodie everybody loves a nice hoodie right go check out rafa1a.com in the top right hand corner you can see the stone vet click that tab you get the cup if you on the beach you need a nice cold drink or if you just like wearing nice swag, go check out, get the hoodies, get some, get a, get you a nice cup over there, man. I'm super excited today, man. I got my brother. I got a brother here who's another massive advocate for the cannabis, for the legalization of cannabis across this country right now. What's going on, Abdullah? How you doing today? Chilling, man. Very well. Thank you. Thank you Chilling. for having me on. No, absolutely, bro. I'm super excited. I'm super excited I get somebody from your from your status, right? For you, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't you. have a status, you know. So I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm sitting here in a hooded sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not some famous dude, right? But I brought Abdullah here. If you guys aren't familiar with Abdullah, he actually has his own. He he's a co-host of of a podcast called The Greatest Moments in Weed History. And if you guys haven't gone to this show, dude, this guy's bringing on a tremendous guest that are having a difference in the cannabis community, right? This you guys know, I'm a huge advocate for cannabis. I love what cannabis can do regardless of what we're dealing with right and my my brother here is the same way he's like dude it's medicine <laughs> it's freaking absolutely medicine. that's you know? what we've been saying this whole time this like whole you, know, time. This is, you know this is and not just medicine for you know a particular ailment or you know whatever right. it's life medicine you right. know what i mean it, it keeps <laughs> us grounded it, it keeps our uh you know our uh endocannabinoid system engaged right. you know it it, it regulates our uh, our bodies our sleep you know what i mean yes. uh it's it's a it's a very important plant in our world today absolutely that's, that's my biggest thing is helping my brothers and sisters understanding like breaking that stigma right when nixon came through and said this is crap this is horrible for you and all this crap and to put it on a schedule one drug equivalent to crack cocaine and heroin like mm. are you freaking kidding me dude like seriously this is yeah what I yeah you know this is what i try to help educate people on is understanding dude like cannabis is like you said life medicine like it allows you to live a good normal life because not only just being a veteran just being living in this life right life is hard you know it is. life mm -hmm. is super hard trying to make ends meet how am i going to pay the bills am i going to be able to eat tonight am i going to be able to keep the lights on or whatever the case may be life is hard and it's a struggle that we deal with every day regardless if you served in the military or you never did serve in the military life is a struggle it's super hard you know mm -hmm. and for you brother for you for what you're doing i mean especially with your show because he not only is he the co-host of the greatest moments in weed history he also has his own radio show he says one of the things he always <laughs> yeah. wanted was a radio show right yeah How cool so, is it you know to have yeah. a, your own radio show right yeah so, so this is my new thing uh i basically discovered this capability on uh anchor you know what i mean actually so yeah. i i listened to this show called bandsplain which i really like and uh you know i noticed the format was different and i was like oh you can actually insert songs and then they do a promo that where they're like, oh, so you can actually anybody can make this for free, you know, <laughs> and uh, like I, I never thought that that would be possible because like because of, you know, clearance and stuff like that, like I've always wanted a radio show, but, you know, I was a DJ for a long time. I like sharing music with people, but right. I was never able to really do it. You know what I mean? And right, now right, right, suddenly right. I was like, oh, so I could just have access to the entire Spotify library and uh, I can just say whatever I want. I have complete, you know, like right, creative right, control. Right. And so I, I literally just like go through like an episode is I just pick a bunch of songs, you know, and then I talk about them or I, you know, we'll pick a couple and then play them and then see what that leads me to. But I like a lot of different kinds of music. You know, I like uh, like 90s British electronic music. <laughs> I like like, you know, uh, golden age hip hop. I like the backpacker shit, too, you know. Right which I've been revisiting. I grew up on like grunge bands like Faith No right, More right, and, and right. Primus as well. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of different things I like. I like like, you know, classic rock from around the world from like the 70s, you know, right, right. 60s, 70s. And there's a lot of good stuff out there. And uh, it's I finally have a little space where I can curate it. And then, yeah, of course, it, it's kind of just like a personal journal in some ways. Right. And right. so great, great moments in weed history is our me and David Beanstalk, who's a, you know, OG cannabis journalist uh, has been covering it since well before legalization. You know what I mean? Right, because right. uh, 
there were different times, you know, like I, I started reporting on cannabis right as the legalization movement was really taking off. Right. And it was an interesting time. And, you know, uh, talking to guys like Beanstalk and Danny Danko, you know, also like a high times OG really taught me about, you know, the, the history of this craft of, you know, like reporting on outlaw culture, right. uh, you know, how different it was, how far back it goes. Uh, and that's you know, crazy, and, though, how you say it's like outlaw culture. It's outlaw culture to, mm -hmm. to talk about cannabis, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's the biggest thing. That, that's why I do this show is to help break that stigma. Like you, you go, you're a journalist. Yeah. And that's probably one of the biggest things you, you were trying to do, right, was break that stigma, right? We would like to give a huge thanks to Rafa 180. Rafa 180 offers pure medicinal CBD and products made locally. They walk alongside individuals to achieve a healthy lifestyle with options needed by each person. You can learn more about them on Facebook at Rafa CBD, their website www.rafa180.com or email at rafacbd at gmail.com. They truly believe your journey matters. Right. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. But but also at the same time, you know, I think that uh, in a lot of ways, outlaw culture is an important part of any system because it is a form of protest. Right. Like meaning right. like so the prohibition of cannabis is ridiculous. Right. It's like when that is law, the law doesn't make any damn sense. Right. So somebody right. who is an outlaw is breathing sense into a senseless world <laughs> by growing cannabis, by cultivating cannabis, by sharing cannabis. Right. So right. in that, like, I have a deep respect for, you know, uh, outlaw culture, past and present and future. You know, in, in a lot of countries in the world, if you are protesting a fascist government, you know, you're considered an outlaw. Uh, and I have, you know, nothing but respect for those outlaws. And, you know, when I look at California, for example, right, like, like to me, I, I'm also look, I want legal cannabis, but I want more than anything. I want people to not be busted for cannabis. Right. right. I can right. give a shit if, you know, somebody's selling it in a store or everybody. I think everybody should be growing it themselves. Right. right? right, right, right. But I think that's what scares the people who see the potential tax dollars in the cannabis industry is people growing at home. Right. And I'm saying I could give a shit if you get it in a store or from a caregiver thing, as long as it's equitable. And a 25 percent right. sales tax, that's not equitable. Charging no, somebody eighty dollars for an eighth after taxes, ninety dollars an eighth. That's not fair. That's too expensive for what yes. that is. Right. Yes. And you're you know, that's how they actively create the, you know, the black, the black market. market. That's why the black right? market is so wild. So and rampant. so here's the thing. I don't look at the black market and say, oh, no, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, this is uh, your you know, we have legal cannabis. No, they are showing the status quo that these prices are too goddamn high. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> no, it's like. Like, you know, like literally they say like, oh, shit, there's black market happening. How do we stop it? How do you stop it? Lower the prices. Stop fucking stop gouging the goddamn vendors. Yeah, because even, you know, successful cannabis businesses in California have a hard time turning a profit right. because they're going legal. Right. They're right. like the legal industry. The, the constraints are forcing people into the black market. And then they, they send the cops in. They, they've resumed raids on illegal places. And here's the crazy thing. Under Prop 215, California had lots of dispensaries, right? In places where there's more people of color, people of color own those dispensaries, right? Right, right, right When they right. passed Prop 64, basically they just shut down everybody who wasn't grandfathered in or everybody who didn't have the financial backing to afford the you know requirements of the new license. Guess whose stores got shut down? Right. The black and brown people's, yeah, right? Absolutely. And then who got the licenses? A bunch of moneyed people who are, you know, look, it doesn't matter that they're white. It matters that they have all the money, all the right? Money, right, right, right. So, right. like, the, the whole issue there is, you know, uh, if this is the shape of legalization, I'm black market all day because right. fuck right. that shit. No, you know what right. I'm saying? If, if you want to force us back into those days, we know how to do that, man. We, well, I know where to get my weed. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to go to the store. Right. So, yeah, in, in that sense, uh, I certainly uh, support outlaw culture. <laughs> no, absolutely, brother. Because no, you're not lying, dude. Because if you look at the, And that's the biggest thing. I mean, right now, especially with, the, with fighting for federal legalization, that's one of the biggest things. All these dispensaries, they have no banking. They have no yeah. security at all. Like, put that they, they do. It's a cash business all mm -hmm. day long. It's a cash business. And it's like, what the hell do I do with all this cash? Like, what do I do with it? Like if I yeah. if I pay my bills, I gotta pay them in cash. 
Mm-hmm. If I if I got to pay all my bills in cash, I got to pay all my employees in cash. I got to pay everything. You're you're walking around depending anywhere between what ten to maybe fifty thousand dollars, depending yeah. on success. And you're more susceptible you know? to robbery. You know, it's it, it yeah. endangers people physically because you know whether it's coming from weed or fucking potatoes, like cash is cash. A right. person robbing you, it's like like. In some places, they'll be like, oh, the legal weed industry is causing a spike in crime. It's like, yeah, it's not it's not people coming in and stealing weed because they love <laughs> weed and are addicted to it and want to smoke it. It's when weed turns into cash. cash everybody is. who likes cash is going to try to get it, even cash, the unscrupulous. Right. Yeah. right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's the crazy part that I mean, that's the biggest thing, you know, what I'm saying with any administration, like I tell people, I said, I don't care if you're left wing. I don't care if you're right wing. I don't care if you're libertarian. I mm-hmm. said, this crap has to become legal. We have got to. I mean, like Weldon, like Weldon was on your show not too long ago. Yeah. And he's, he's got a great mission. Like his with the Weldon Project and everything. It's, a, it's an yeah. awesome mission, dude. And um, with what he's doing, I know, I know I was reading an article the other day, and they said Master P is doing a walkout on May 20th. In regards to the, the 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 people who are in prison for cannabis. Oh wow, that's that's, that's fantastic. That, on, like, on a federal level, you mean, or, or like on a federal, a, just Ed, just okay. in general, he's just he's like the people who are in jail for smoking weed or having a possession of a couple of grams that are in jail, you know, and like like Weldon. 55 years in federal prison, dude, for $900 worth of weed? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 you know, it, it also is. It's the the really sort of you know. Irony of it is that he was pardoned by Trump and, you know, Joe Biden, who is president now, yeah. is the fucking co-author of the 92 crime bill. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that is very much responsible for, for the for why he went to jail. Yeah, yeah. Why, for why he was in jail. And it sucks because you're yeah. just like so you got Biden, who was part of the 92 crime bill. Yeah. And then you got Kamala Harris who wrote the Moore Act. And you're like, what the fuck? Believe what me, I did not with- want to vote for the cops, but I was <laughs> left with no option. And you know what? It's actually a funny thing. So in the Hillary Clinton uh, Trump election, I didn't vote at all uh, because, A, I, it, you know, I blame Nate Silver. I, I didn't think Trump was going to win. And B, uh, Hillary Clinton is a fucking drug warrior. No and she way. said a bunch of shit back then that was like she did the more research line, which is like a spit in the face. Right. Where anytime it's like a government official says, oh, uh, I can't take a stance on cannabis because there need, I need to see more research. It's like Bullshit. your fucking government is the one that's blocked. Well, won't the let them research it. You won't let them yeah. research. It. You won't let them research it. Right. <laughs> Ask Sue Sisley. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. So, so, yeah. so like, uh, yeah, I, I think that that is ludicrous. Um, and I didn't vote in that election because I just felt like my voice wasn't represented. And then uh, after Trump won, I remember like a month later, just casually mentioning that I didn't vote. And some, whoever I was talking to got so upset. And I was like, this is my issue, though. I, I'm a cannabis <laughs> person. I, I can't vote for a drug warrior. Like, it's just right. not it doesn't align with me. It don't, work, course, don't work like that. Yeah. And of course, four years later, I'm first in line to cast my vote uh, for a fucking drug warrior, Joe Biden. <laughs> right. Because it's the best option I've got or because apparently Bernie Sanders didn't have enough support or whatever <laughs> bullshit they said. I would have happily voted for Bernie Sanders. I love Bernie right. Sanders. Still my fucking president, that guy. Right. That's what I tell him. People ask me, so how do you feel about Trump being president? I said, all that proves to me is that if you got enough money, you got enough friends with enough money, you can do whatever the hell you want in this country. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah exactly. You know, that's what I tell them. They're like, what do you mean? I said, well, Trump's got enough money. He's got enough backing with enough money. So he can do whatever the hell he wants in this country, because in this country, if you got enough money, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I think the, the main divide is whether or not you think that's OK. Right. And like right. A, a lot of people will be like, well, yeah, if, if you make the money and you do that shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't that just doesn't vibe with my thing. Like, I want, you know, everybody to be happy and feel good. It's like literally right. the, the reason that I, I got into cannabis advocacy is I was like, this is a thing that it's, you know, it, look, it's, it, it's, you know, I have my own medical cannabis story. I know a lot of people who have it. Right. But I was like, this is a thing that improves the quality of life, no matter what. If you're rich or poor or, you know, live in a big house or a little apartment, it doesn't fucking matter when you smoke cannabis. Like it's you and the plant communing. Right. And it's, you know, like you are uh, it, 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 it provides that therapy to everybody. It doesn't discriminate. We are all human bodies. Right. No matter right. what they're adorned with. 
And cannabis does not discriminate. And I, I always felt like that's a really great thing about it. You know what I no, mean? Right. Uh, it, it is truly for everyone. No, it, it truly is. You know what I'm saying? And like my dad, my dad's a, he's an Afghan war vet. He, he's seen a lot of things and did a lot of things when he was in Afghanistan. Sure I just had, I just had lunch with him not too long ago. I said, you need to smoke a blunt, dude. He's like, no, I said, smoke a blunt. I'm telling you hands down right now, you yeah. need to smoke a blunt and chill. Like you need to calm down. I said yeah. because he deals with a lot of PTSD, anxiety, depression, and all kinds sure, of crap, man. like like we all do as veterans, you know. And um, I said, why don't you want to touch it? I said because the government told you it was bad for you. He's like, yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a real shame. And you know, like, so I, I've done a lot of reporting on, uh, you know, uh, veterans and cannabis. Look, it is very proven, right? Anecdotally and through, uh, you know, through various studies that have happened, despite, you know, uh, federal efforts to prevent this type of study from happening that show that cannabis smoking cannabis specifically. Right. Is a good controlled method for someone with PTSD mm -hmm. to, to consume cannabis. Right. So, right, like, right. Uh, you know, I, I was diagnosed with PTSD in 2007 and I really attribute cannabis with allowing me to pick my life back up. You know, it's like I, I don't think I, I, I would have. You know, I was severely injured. I was attacked. I was like, you know, I, I almost died. I was paralyzed in my arm for like a year. I, you know, uh, I, I really attribute the use of my arm and, uh, you know, my ability to get past the trauma in my mind, you know, to cannabis. And that, you know, like that's why it made the issue really close to my heart when I, when I saw that, you know, that veterans were coming back and being prescribed antipsychotics. Right. Mm. And that they tested positive for cannabis that their meds would get cut off by the VA. Right. So, you know, I, I wrote an article uh, many years ago, and then I, I, th there was a couple different pieces actually that highlight this issue. And, you know, the VA has since changed its policy, I believe yeah, when it comes yeah, to cannabis, yeah. it's not as stringent. So thank God for that. But right. I really do think that, you know, it should be encouraged, like, you know, just like football players, right? <laughs> These are people who experience body trauma, right? right. Uh, you know, like, like instead of testing them for it and kicking them out of the league, you should be giving them weed. This is the same thing that I feel like, you know, the U S military should be doing. It's like, dude, you're literally, these people are putting their bodies and minds on the line. Why not give them the most palliative thing pro uh, possible to, you know, to help them come back, to help them. come back, to help deal with. And the pain. I mean, those of you that do use cannabis and do understand the medicinal benefits of cannabis, you guys understand the medicinal benefits you get from it. When your yeah. back hurts, when your neck hurts, your shoulder, your knees, when, I mean, when your whole body hurts and you and you're able to indulge in a good cannabis strain with high terpenes mm -hmm. and understanding that these are the terpenes that help deal with what what you're messing with. Yeah. It's almost like, oh, my gosh, I can breathe again. Like, I can do it, you know? And that's one of the things I try to tell people. I say, you got to understand, though, like, don't look at cannabis for the THC content. If you want to get high as hell, then look for the, for the THC content, but mm. actually understanding. And with you, with you, Abdullah, you, that's one of the things that you that you studied about a lot was, was the terpenes and stuff, right, that came with cannabis, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, and, and of course, like this is, uh, you know, me coming at it as a journalist and documenting the really excellent hash work of, uh, you know, like really fantastic technicians, right? People in the cannabis industry who have furthered and developed this science of separating cannabinoids and terpenes, separating cannabis concentrated to its various forms. Right? right. And I think it's really fascinating. You know, one of the most interesting things to me is, you know, uh, when I first learned about uh, myrcene, you know, which mm -hmm. is the same terpene found in mangoes uh, yeah. that you get in strains like Durban poison, which is uh, my favorite <laughs> sativa, right? Uh, so, uh, and then also like beta caryophylline, which is the, you know, uh, black pepper terpene, which is found in all kinds of gas. Right. I also really love gas in general, just OG, <laughs> you know, Saturday, you know, stuff like that. And I, I very often mix these two things together. We just love weed. We just love weed. I just love weed. I love every strain in, in some every way. Not strain, every strain, right? but most strains. Yeah, yeah, most but, strains. But, but so, you know, what's interesting is that in the Ayurveda, right, uh, which is a thousands, millennia old, uh, you know, Indian Hindu discipline about food and plant medicine sort of combined into one thing, right? They describe a mixture of cannabis, black pepper, and myrcene, right? And it's like, oh my God, they knew about terpenes back then. We're like, oh, look, terps, you know, they yeah, were, and yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. my God, 4,000 years ago, they knew about this shit. 
Uh, so, you know, like, I, I think it's it's an important time of, of rediscovery of this thing, right? Really, what I tell everybody, you know, when people are like, I'm confused about what's the terpenes and what's the blah, all you have to worry about is follow your nose, right? right. Follow your nose, use your senses, feel a bud, touch it, look at it, smell it. Does it speak to you? Right. The chemicals yeah. will speak to you, you they know, will. the botany of desire. If if that thing wants you and you want it, you know what I mean? You're going to end it up together. So, you know, and it's similar it's similar like women who are pregnant, right? Pregnant women that if you're watching the show, you've been pregnant, you guys understand like you crave some of the craziest shit, right? Because your oh, body right, like needs pickles it, right? and peanut butter, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, pickles, yeah. peanut butter, you know, so it's just <laughs> weird nonsense, you know. Your body knows what it needs. It's going to tell you. And it's the same thing Abdul is saying. It's like, smell it. Your body will tell you, yes, yeah. you need this in your body, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's the main thing is that, like, you know, like, try to release all of your, you know, preconceptions about it and just squeeze a little bud and smell it. Does that smell good? <laughs> Smoke it. If it doesn't, smell another bud. <laughs> <laughs> and no, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's what I try to tell people. Like my biggest thing right now, like I tell people, understanding CBD as well, incorporating CBD when you indulge in THC. You know, what I'm saying to actually get your I do medicinal benefit, right? I do, do that. It. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying I've actually had some people ask. Them, I say, you guys smoke any CBD flour? He's like, yeah, but it tastes like crap. I'm like, where the hell are you getting your CBD flour from, dude? Yeah, you can you get know? good CBD flour and like and, and mix it. You know, like uh, look, everyone has their own balance. Right. My girlfriend likes like, uh, you know, essentially one to one or, right, you know, right, like right. a little more CBD than THC. Right. I actually recently got this product called the kind of high pen, which is perfect for her, you know, because it's right. like it only gets her kind of high because it's, a, <laughs> you know, like it's it's a mixture. So like, which is it was good branding, too. I was like, shout out kind of high pen. Like, that's literally <laughs> like, you know, that's you, you nailed it. But so, uh, <laughs> you know, like. I also, my, the main way I incorporate CBD is when I take dabs, right? Right. So basically, I, I like to mix gas with uh, sativa, right? Uh, concentrates. And then I'll right. put, I'll literally just like press the button on my Puffco hot knife. Shout out Puffco. This, <laughs> the hot knife is the most fucking genius thing ever, right? So if you don't know what it is, just look it up. The Puffco Hot Knife, it'll change your fucking life if you deal with cannabis concentrates, right? So like, essentially, I just get it a little warm and dip it into a uh, a little uh, jar of, of concentrated CBD, right? CBD crystal. And just get a little bit on the dabber because if you put too much, then I'm it's not getting me high, right? I'm right. like wasting that hit. <laughs> Uh, I want to get high, but I also, I love to just, just put a little bit in there. So you, yeah. it's like, it rounds out the high. Yeah, and no, absolutely. That I really love. I, I, I'm a proponent of that. And and I suggest, you know, okay, look, the, the place that uh, we work with is called Tweedle Farms. And actually, yeah. if you go on Tweedle Farms, we have a promo code for great moments in weed history. It's great moments, all one word, lowercase, and you get 20% off of CBD. So That's if you're, crazy. if, yeah, if you're having trouble finding sourcing good cbd flour <laughs> tweedle farms tweedle farms check them out uh yeah wow I, I, I just I need a sponsorship too abdullah i need yeah, a sponsorship I know, right? too i just got a lot of my own plugs into your <laughs> no, show <laughs> no, which is great dude which is great well that's what i try to tell people like me when i when i was able to smoke when i was able to smoke you guys know i haven't been able to smoke in about a year and a half now because i self-identify and told the government i like smoking weed because mm. you sent me to serve my country i served my country came back alive yeah. And now I deal with a lot of crap and now you're telling me I can't smoke weed because I work for you still. Whatever. Okay, I got Ooh. you. But when I was able to smoke, that's one thing I would do. I enjoy a head shift. I like being high. I enjoy being outside of my head because yes. I don't think of what's going on, you know? Yeah. Same. But there was one time I like I tell people, I say, you keep a journal. You have to keep a journal so you know what you're doing. And I didn't keep a journal. But I found uh so so we got here here in Oklahoma. We have a we have a company called Empire Genetics. They actually are a they're contracted to, through Northwestern Oklahoma State University. Okay. And what they do, they go around Oklahoma. Farmers will call them up and say, "I got hemp on my on my land." They'll go out, cut it down, and bring it back to their lab and cultivate it to be oh. way to be the way it was supposed to. And it's a research project. It's a research project for the university. That's the university so cool. It's super cool, right? And you they bring what, it back. Could you please send me more info on that? That yeah. sounds really interesting. Absolutely. And so really they, they bring it back more. here to their farm and they cultivate it to grow the way it was intended to grow. 
because we all know during World War II, the hemp the hemp was like crazy because they was making uniforms and robes. Yeah, hemp for victory. Hemp for victory. Uh, yeah, it was, part, it was Oklahoma was part of hemp for victory. Yeah, yeah, and then and, there was a slash and burn. You know what I mean? Like, which is yeah. insane <laughs> to try to get rid of like cannabis. Like, it's it's such a fool's errand. It is. This shit. It's the most adaptable plant yeah. on earth. It, it just like will grow anywhere. It'll adapt. It'll change. Um, so it, it, that's really funny to me that it's like literally it will grow out of a crack in the sidewalk like right. you know i'm pakistani growing up i would go to pakistan for the summers uh to visit my grandparents in islamabad and you know like this was my first exposure to cannabis right like i it was everywhere <laughs> i've been breathing in you know terpenes my, my entire life and it, it's like you know there would be a crack in the sidewalk there'd be cannabis growing out of it like you could not stop it like weed is not really illegal in pakistan because right. it's everywhere. everywhere you can't stop it yeah it, it's insane but that's what i try to tell people because there's one time I, I had blended the perfect amount of cbd and thc in this joint i had rolled mm. and it was a perfect amount i was like dude this is like euphoric i felt like an eight-year-old kid i could run and play and not i, w I didn't feel anything i was like this is awesome dude that's like this great, is the man. best yeah. feeling in the world you know and mm -hmm. that's what I try to tell people. I said, people suffer every day. We're hurting every day. We wake up. You get older. The older you get, the more your body hurts because you put it through hell and back, you know? Yeah. And I was like, you guys have to understand that when you to use both, use the CBD and the THC. It, it, it's, it's an amazing product. Like, it was created to help you guys. You guys take aspirin and ibuprofen and this and that and... If you smoke a blunt, dude, you'd be like, oh, I ain't got a yeah. headache anymore. I don't have a headache. But also, <laughs> no shade to ibuprofen, something that I fuck with. No, right, but yeah. The combination of ibuprofen, caffeine, and uh, cannabis vapor, like the right mixture of cannabis vapor, is a headache cure for me. Right. Or like a, a migraine cure, you know, so I get migraines. It's it's a real pain in the ass because you sort of don't see them coming. But the way that I, it's like if at first sign of it, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting a headache. I take a little dab, I take two ibuprofen and I drink a little bit of coffee and I'm like, <laughs> it it brings me back. Or right. like if sometimes you add in a hot shower, really hot shower will will also bring you back a little bit. Right. But it is uh yeah, it, I, I definitely use it for a lot of different things. No, yeah. absolutely. So for, for you yourself, like you said, you've been you've been all over the you've been all over the cannabis game. You've been here, you've been there, you've met a lot of amazing people, and you're bringing mm -hmm. a lot of amazing people on your show. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I just yeah. checked out the first episode, but I'm sure you and being what you guys have been doing, you guys are reaching out to some of the big names that are out there in the cannabis industry. Because Trying you want to, yeah. You want to you want to talk about the greatest moments in weed history, right? You're talking about it. About yeah, what's and, going on? You know. And and, and to me, the most important thing on the show is that whoever it is it's not there because it's not like oh it's because this person you know uh has a name in cannabis right like th that's always nice because sure that attracts listeners but like you know we had david crosby on last year and like that guy has incredible stories i mean there was like at least like 10 great moments really great moments i mean it, <laughs> one of them was uh him and nash fought over a bud on stage one time like a fan put a butt on stage and he was like, he goes, I had to fight Nash for it. And I was like, that just me hearing that is a great moment. And we, right. I, I can't believe I just heard that story. And so like in that, I think we really try to stick to like, you know, an actual great moment. Like, you know, like, what is it? Not just, oh, here's a person who's famous and interesting or whatever. Right. But here's a person right. with a story that has a right. beginning, middle and end that, that highlights uh the highs and lows of being a cannabis person you right. know like uh, in, in in the world right and so of course we cover a lot of old stories too you know there's a, a couple of different formats we employ one of them is our traditional you know bean tells me a story a couple of times we've switched it up and i tell him a story uh, or we'll have a guest on and we'll sort of you know uh, right. tag team and interview no, absolutely. And this is what it's about. I mean, you guys that listen, I got to tell you guys, if you guys don't listen to like, like listening to my show, there's thousands of other veteran podcasts. At the, but it's a podcast world right now. There's tons of people in the podcast world. Everybody's doing a podcast. Why? Mm -hmm. Because 
for like I tell you guys, this is my therapy session. I get to hang out with people, like-minded people that can relate to what mm-hmm. I'm fighting for and why I do. A beautiful what, thing, man. What, it, it's real cool. It's real chill because like this, you know, it's, and I get to meet great people every time I bring somebody on the show. I'm like, I would have never met this guy walking down the street. Like, I would have never ran into you. You know what I'm saying? I would have never had the opportunity <laughs> to meet you and run into you, you know? And that's what I say about all my guests that I bring on my show. Like, if it wasn't for my show, there's everybody that I've met to, to, to this day, I would have never had a reason to have met them because there was nothing mm-hmm. that, that, there was nothing that would have brought us together to me. Yeah, man. You know? And that is, that is a beautiful thing. Uh, you know, and, and, and I applaud you for doing the show. I think it's really important to get the word out to veterans that, you know, cannabis is something that can help you with the, you know, occupational hazards of, of, uh, you know, being a, a serving uh, member of the military, you know? Right. So, Thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate you having me on the show. I, I got to dip out. Absolutely, but, uh, brother. Before I go, I just want to shout out my boy, our friend in common, Giddy Up. Giddy Up uh, will out be on next week. He'll be on Fantastic, next week, Fantastic, man. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. That, that's my boy. I haven't seen him in a long time, but I have a lot of great memories with that guy. Absolutely, he gave me my brother. first hit of live resin ever, Denver. <laughs> the, he's the pioneer, right? He's the yeah, pioneer yeah. of it. Uh, and uh, he's yeah, very, a person very close to my heart. Absolutely, so, uh, dude. I, I appreciate you. I, I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate you guys coming out, hanging out with me today, enjoying this time together with another at, like-minded advocate, man. Remember, guys, like I tell you, you guys are important. You're you're very important to this country. You're very important to me because can't nobody in this country do what you can do. You're important and you're needed here, man. Like I tell you guys, go check out my sponsor, Rafa1A.com, to get all your medicinal-grade CBD needs, man. That's Romeo Alpha, Papa Hotel Alpha, 180.com, man. Remember, guys, you are, you, you are I, important. I love, that, I love that you use the, the military. <laughs> that's what I heard says, that right? on that's your like, show, and I was like, ah, that's cool. That's awesome, right? <laughs> I appreciate you guys hanging out with me and enjoying this time together, man. Remember, guys, here at the Stone Vet, we got you six, man. Training, nothing changed by complaining. I adapt and overcome. I make the best out of situations. I stay alert for my enemies trying to do me some harm. I fight for your freedom of speech and your right to bear arms. When I say I got your six, that means I got your back. But what else would you expect coming from the stone?